All right, welcome back to another episode of the Project Warman podcast with me, Connor Warman. My guest today is Tina Garby. Tina is a member at Crossroads Roots and someone that I have gotten to know better since my time there. And Tina is, she started working in a hair salon when she was 14, and to this day, it's the only job she's ever had. She's the owner of Loft Styling Studio in Boulder, Colorado, and has been open there now for seven years. She found CrossFit and CrossFit Roots after 10 plus years in yoga. And on this episode, we talk all about the positive impacts that CrossFit has had, not only on her physical health, but also her overall health and well-being. Tina has a passion for giving back to the community, and she spends her time outside of work volunteering for organizations such as Denver Kids, Denver Children's Home, along with fostering dogs with her husband, Danny. This conversation was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed talking to Tina and learning a little more about her, and I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. And now, without further ado, let's get on with the show. What's up, Tina? How's hey. it going? Pretty good. Good. Enjoying this Sunday. Yeah. Beautiful Chillaxing. day. It feels like fall. It does. That rain cooled things off. Yeah. How'd the workout go today at the gym? Um, A little bit pathetic. My pull-ups were in singles, but mm. you know. Yeah. Sometimes you it's have right. days like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was an odd workout. I think I was just tired from yesterday. Oh, because you did yesterday's workout too, right? Yeah. And you did a lot of pull-ups too. Attempted RX, which was a little overzealous. Yeah, that was good. You did good. <laughs> I thought you did good. So today the pull-ups were singles. Singles. All well, the they way. were singles yesterday too. You yeah. had to do them singles. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a lot of them. Um, yeah, so all right. You grew up in Connecticut. I did. I was born in South Carolina, but left when I was real young, so grew up until I was about 12 in Connecticut. And then you just kind of made your way up and down the East Coast, it sounds like. Yeah, I moved in with my dad and stepmom and step-siblings when I was 12, so did some time in Delaware. and then What's in Delaware? Nothing? Nothing. Absolutely no. nothing. No. That's <laughs> why people say Delaware. Delaware. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then my dad and stepmom wanted to move back to Florida my junior year of high school, which I was super not into. Florida? Yeah. I okay. didn't want to leave. I was like in the middle of high school and yeah, that's a tough had time a boyfriend. To and oh, so yeah. I begged and begged and ended up staying with a friend's family for a year. And they moved to Florida. Okay. And I stayed. And then by the time my senior year rolled around, I was, I was ready to move. So I chose to move. And okay. that's how I ended up in Florida. Okay. Moved to New Jersey for a job, back to Florida. And where that, in Florida? Uh, East Coast, near Cocoa Beach. Okay. Where, like, the Space Center is, where yeah. all the rockets go up. Yeah, yeah. We used to go there when we when we weren't at Disney World. We'd go there. Oh, my favorite place. Your favorite place. Love it Disney. is the happiest place on Earth. <laughs> for some. Fact. I'd much rather be at the beach. Not for any parent, though, ever. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's I'm like, sure I liked it as a kid. But. <laughs> it's actually a depressing place. Like, you see kids, like, on leashes, and, like, no one's ever happy, really. Kids on leashes, yeah. Parents are upset. Kids are always crying. <laughs> really bad, expensive food. Well, that's that's a low blow. Mm. Well, I'd rather be at the beach, personally, <laughs> building a sandcastle. Yeah. So, high school, you swam and ran. Yep. That doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, no, like, none of the lacrosse or soccer or any of that, but Softball, more no. just endurance now. No. Yeah. And like what what events did you do in those? Uh, mostly sprinting. I did a little bit of like moderate long distance, but a lot of 400s. Um, one time my swim coach thought it would be a good idea for me to stand in for the 500 butterfly, but that was horrible. Um, that was Is that far? That's it's far and that's the hardest stroke. Is that like the arms around? Yes, like the arms big, around. Like Michael Phelps? Exactly. <laughs> And somebody called out sick, and they needed a stand-in, and that was me. So you had to do it? My only goal was to not be last. And did you get that goal? Second to last, so yes. Okay, so you did. I hit the goal. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. It's like, it's like some people will be like, you know, set your expectations low so you're never disappointed. Yeah, I just <laughs> didn't want to be last. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, did you, like, were you ever thinking about doing it in college, or that never No, I wasn't, like, huge into sports i i liked being active but i wasn't like big sports person like mm -hmm. a lot of people are in high school and college and i kind of knew my path wasn't going to be college so i no. wasn't really just wasn't interested or didn't want to i mean i found what i do now really young 
I started working in a hair salon when I was 14. Hmm. So I was actually licensed for that by the time I graduated high school. And that's, you knew you wanted to do that. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know when I started the job. I really just, there was actually a pair of jeans at the Gap that I wanted that my parents weren't going to buy for me. So and that's like, why you I need to get a job. Oh, so wow. the town I lived in, in Delaware, where there was nothing, it was either a hair salon, a pizza shop, or a video store. And I chose the hair salon. <laughs> was it Blockbuster? No, it was like mom and pop kind of deal. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I chose the hair salon. But then it stuck, and I ended up liking it and yeah. started learning really young, and it just kind of clicked for me. So there was no, like, parents didn't do it? Like, you didn't? You didn't no. go in with the intention of doing it? No, I really just wanted a job, but then I ended up enjoying it and mm. kind of building off that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when did you know that's what you wanted to do in um, life, I guess? Well, I was, I decided to go to hair school when I was still in high school. So I would, so at this point I had moved to Florida and the credits were like really far ahead in the Northeast. So I only had like two and a half hours of school to go do each day. So I'd go to school and then go work at the salon for, you know, middle of the day till three. And then I would drive an hour and a half to the Paul Mitchell school in Orlando to in, go to in hair downtown school. Orlando. Yeah. Is that a real thing? Yeah. I've never been there. It's actually really fun. I've only been to Disney world. No, there's a lot of places <laughs> to like go out and oh, really? fun bars cool, and yeah, it's a cool city. It is a cool city. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had to drive like an hour and a half each way to get to the school, but Oof. it's a, really cool place to go to hair school. I felt really lucky to go there. Um, I had this boat of a Ford Taurus with no air conditioning that I drove. In Florida? In Florida. Yikes. So I would drive to school in my bathing suit. Okay. And I would change in the McDonald's bathroom for school. Kind of similar to how I get ready for work at Roots after working out. Yeah. It's like very similar. Yeah. Because you go right to work from Roots, right? Yep. That has to be the worst thing about the move from the gym is that we don't have showers. Did you used to shower at the old gym or no? Sometimes, but like the 8.30 time slot works perfect because it just rides right up to when my workday starts. Gotcha. If I come in too early, then I'm just like sitting in town with nothing to do. And mm. if I go in later, I'm like too tired after work. So mm. that's when I go. And yeah. I'm usually dripping sweat and that's what it is. Show up to work dripping sweat? I mean... I usually look half normal by the time my clients are showing yeah. up, but yeah. When I was in high school, me and a friend worked at a Jimmy John's in town, and we would always work out before. Beforehand. And we just walk in there to make sandwiches, just dripping sweat. Nice. It was probably against all the health codes. Or people thought you had like a drug problem, but yeah, well, that's probably more likely, especially at Jimmy John's <laughs> working at Jimmy John's like that. Um, what do you like? What do you learn in hair school? Well, you learn how to do hair but you also have to learn a ton of science and chemistry and like disease stuff you're learning about like hiv and aids it's like very weird the things that they actually make you learn yeah why do you learn about that there's like a whole like health aspect sorry the bee yeah not a bee person but (laughs) bee person me either i don't like bees yeah if carrie or allison were here they'd be laughing because they've seen me really Uh freak out around bees (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so. so weird science stuff weird um, random stuff you know hair cuttings like geometry hair colors like chemistry um you learn all about like massage and nails and facials even though i don't do those things you still have to learn all of it in cosmetology okay. school um, yeah. you can't just go to school to learn hair so mm. you learn like all the beauty things and then you kind of decide what direction you want to go in yeah. and how long do you go there for each state is a different amount of hours. So, like, in Florida, it's 1,200 hours. If you go full-time, it's about a year. Okay. And that's pretty standard. Like, yeah. most places are about a year. And then once you get done there, what do you do next? Well, like, I already had a job, so I just kept working. And mm. But you're usually just trying to find a job as an assistant somewhere. Shampooing hair, mixing toner, like, bitch work pretty much yeah you got to work your way up the ladder it's a long ladder until someone's really trusting you to put scissors near their head really paint their hair with yeah Yeah. and do you like that like touching people's heads all the time (laughs) sounds weird but i don't know anything different now so like if there's hair in my food it doesn't gross me out i'm like i'm always covered in hair so it doesn't matter interesting (laughs) because that always grosses me out it grosses most people out yeah yeah Uh and is it like cool for you like why do you why do you like it 
I actually start there. Well, I get to work with people all day. Um, mm-hmm. It's super fun. Like every hour or so, I'm turning over a new story. People share their lives with me, and I get to learn a bunch of different things about different people. And I get to be creative and mm-hmm. never really doing the same thing each day. Yeah, so that's it's a cool. Creative outlet and getting uh-huh. to work with people really, and you make people feel good. Yeah. So that's like a pretty cool thing. Like too. I feel like when you go to a barber, sh- not a barber, whatever, go to get your haircut. People, they can either be, like, awesome and nice or, like, just a little too much. 100%. Like they dig a little too much. Yeah. I'm more of a listener. Yeah. I'll okay. talk if someone is chatty, but I mostly just get talked at by people. Yeah. It's funny because in my experience, being on the other side, it's mostly getting talked at. They'll ask you a few questions. A lot of hairdressers like, will, like, put all their stuff on you, which I think is kind of sucks but yeah it's kind of yeah it's kind of funny <laughs> they're there to relax or maybe they want to chit chat but yeah people tell their hairdressers pretty much everything though yeah why well, is that a thing i have no idea but you're not like a therapist well i am but like i just don't get paid like one but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like life is nice it's like they sit in the chair stuff. and it all comes out you name it i've heard it wow and just when i think i've heard it all something will top it have you ever been in like a really awkward situation Sure. Yeah. Most of those things I probably can't even talk about. People yeah. tell me some really weird shit. Yeah. So like with the, in, <laughs> like with the, like they think that you're not going to tell anyone or like, it's just a weird thing to tell a stranger. Some, some of the things people say. There's like a confidence that people have with their hairdresser. I don't, I guess it's like hairdressers and bartenders. Yeah. They're just willing to mm-hmm. chat. Yeah. So yeah. You and learn that, all the details about people's lives. Yeah. And then when did you make your way out here? So let's see. It was 2013. I had lived in Florida twice at this point. Um, And I just was on this search for a good work-life balance. And Hmm. when I would move back up to the Northeast, it was just like too hectic, too much of a rat race. Your whole life is work. And then I'd move back down south and it'd be good. But I'd kind of hit a wall with the level of ambition and growth that people wanted there Mm -hmm. so I just felt like I couldn't strike this medium spot Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just at a place in life where I was ready for a change and I came out to visit Colorado randomly just for three days and fell in love Mm -hmm. with it here Boulder specifically or Um, a girlfriend of mine Kayla was visiting her mom that was living here and in the three days that I visited I saw Denver Boulder and a day in Vail okay so like a little bit of everything a little bit of everything yeah. yeah Barely an afternoon in Boulder, though. Like, that was where I spent the least amount of time. Yeah. What was your favorite? I just liked being out here. Okay. Like, I liked all of it. It just had this feeling. I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. when I talk to people about it, I feel like a lot of people have Mm -hmm. had this experience with Colorado. But it was just beautiful, and the mountains are, like, so grand, and they had so much good, healthy food, and everything Mm. was very pretty. Yeah. The air is a little fresher. I yeah. feel like, especially when you get out like in the Vale or like in the totally. mountains, there's definitely a noticeable difference, especially me coming from suburbs of Chicago, right. where yeah. it's just like kind of gross. And sometimes you can't breathe at all because there's no oxygen, but once you adjust That's to true. that, yeah. I always forget about good. that. Yeah. There's a little adjustment <laughs> period. I wonder why you're like out of breath going up the stairs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just like, I remember sitting in the airport on the way home thinking, I want to move here. Like, Mm -hmm. this is where I want to move. So I got home and started sending my resume out and um, just put some feelers out to a bunch of different salons and flew back out like a month later to interview and landed a job at a salon in Boulder. And I moved a month later. That was fast. Yeah. Yeah. Just to like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I was ready to go. Because you were in Cocoa Beach, Mm -hmm. you said? Cocoa Beach area nearby. Like, did you get a sense in Florida that like people didn't live there they was like a lot of tourists or no not necessarily there there are a lot of older people in florida but in cocoa beach satellite beach there's also like a younger you know surf community okay that's where kelly slater's from like oh really yeah it's like really laid back and um i wouldn't call it transient it's Mm -mm. people pretty much i don't know what that word means but like i agree coming through coming and going touristy Gotcha. I mean, Cocoa Beach is touristy, but the surrounding areas are people live there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were you a surfer? I wasn't. I photographed surfing, but oh, that's I, cool. I wasn't a surfer. I had a lot of friends that surfed, but never like wanted to or. Uh, and I got in like a really bad ski accident when I was young, 
and like it a water ski accident no like ski skiing well and ski skiing is water skiing that's the real skiing like snow skiing <laughs> 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 and like almost died it was pretty awful oh, wow. and it it just made me scared of a lot of things so yeah. something like anything with speed or things that i don't feel like i have a lot of control over gotcha. are just very like scary for me so as much yeah. as i loved surfing and i loved watching it one of my roommates was a professional surfer and he got me up on a board one time oh yeah with like he was right there next to me but yeah. other than that i'm probably does a the ocean scare you at all no, I mean, I don't love water that I can't see through, but I'm not, like, afraid of the ocean. Mm-hmm. I, I love yeah. the ocean, yeah. Like, would you ride in a motorcycle sidecar, or is that too scary? Well, only because, like, I'd be scared of that because of the people around that are just too distracted. Yeah. Not to, like, be in on the motorcycle. I've ridden on a motorcycle a handful of times with yeah. people, um, but I don't like a lot of fast... Or things where I can get hurt, like even in CrossFit, like the gymnastics-y stuff. Okay. Like, like getting I'm upside down. Getting or... hurt, like falling or getting hurt, I just okay. like really lean away from. But you like climb ropes and stuff. That took a while for really? me to get. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought I'd be climbing a rope in huh. CrossFit ever. Does the height scare you there? Sometimes. It, it's not like, I just have to like keep moving. Gotcha. If I like hang out and look down and <laughs> let mm-hmm. myself get freaked out, but. Yeah. It, I can climb the rope. Yeah. So. What's funny for me is like I'm very scared of heights, but climbing a rope, I'll recklessly climb a rope, almost fall legless or oh whatever. Oh my god! Yeah. But like if I put a ladder at that same height, I would be scared to climb it. Like I'd get to that height and I'd be scared. It's a yeah, weird I'm actually thing. not afraid of heights. No. Which is where my husband thinks this is so funny because I'm scared of so many things, but <laughs> I'll get like on the edge of a cliff to take a photo and he's like freaking out, like yeah, step back. Step back. <laughs> And you met him out here, right? Yeah. Danny's a native, Colorado. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And you got him into CrossFit too, right? I did. <laughs> <laughs> kind of recently, right? Yeah. He joined like a year after me. Okay. I joined first and he joined a year after. Does he like it? Danny's obsessed with CrossFit he now. He loves CrossFit. Yes. <laughs> it took him a minute to catch on, but he used to make fun of me and CJ being like so obsessed. But yeah. I think once you get in it, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. Sometimes I just get like, I feel like he's just like, he's just not frustrated, but he's just like, oh, like. He's in his head. Come on, dude. He's <laughs> like in his when head. I'm telling him things. Yes. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's totally in his head. That's what's happening in yeah. those moments. But he's got, it's cool to like see people like that just get way better. You know, it happens to just about everyone who just comes yeah. consistently. My God, I look at when I first started. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even been in it that long, but it's a really cool thing to see people improve yeah. in, I feel yeah. like. That must mm-hmm. be fun as a coach. Yeah, it's cool, like, when you're here for a while and you see people who joined, and then, like, yeah. a year or two later, it's like, oh, wow. Like, even today, I, like, when we were at the whiteboard, Lindsay was doing a one-on-one with someone very new, and, you know, they were – she just is trying to learn how to kip on the bar, mm-hmm. like very basic thing. Yeah. And I was watching and I'm like, oh man, like that wasn't that long ago for me. Yeah. Like that must be so cool as a coach to start there and yeah. then see people progress in a class the way they do over the years. Yeah, that's probably my favorite thing is like bringing in new people because you're like their first experience yeah. with CrossFit. It's pretty cool to be able to like show them that, like something that changed your life. Right. Like share it with somebody else. Totally. That and old people, like old people too. Yeah, you got a soft spot for them, yeah. don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's like your little gang. Yeah, it's it's fun because it's like every day, like you know you're gonna. It's kind of like the haircutting thing. Like you're gonna get all the problems. They're gonna tell you everything. <laughs> old people are awesome though. Like, yeah, they're awesome. They have all this stuff to tell you and life experience, and they're That's funny. That's the coolest part. I think they're funny. But what's really like. What's funny is, like, there's some of them are older, older, like, 80s, and they're at the point where they just don't care. They'll say anything. Like, they don't care oh, yeah. like, if it's going to offend you, if it's going to, you know, they'll just say it. Yeah, totally. No more filter. I'll be like, I don't think you can say that. Like, yes, yeah, I, I can, can do whatever I want. I can do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's cool to me, too. Um, but going back to moving to Colorado, what did you first do when you got here? And then when did you open your studio? So I worked at a salon in Boulder, Voodoo Hair Lounge, for two years. Is that still around? Yeah, it's on Mm -hmm. Pearl Street. And my industry has really transitioned over the last decade or so into these, like, individual studio suites. It's like you go into a big building and everyone has their own little storefront, but it's small. It's, like, the size of where we're sitting. Okay. And 
it's just your own little space. So it's like a bunch of miniature hair salons, but Mm -hmm. it allows people to be small business owners. You can have your vision come to life without the overhead of, I mean, I explored the option of trying to open a freestanding space in Boulder and it's like insane. It's Mm. insanely expensive and not within a lot of people's reach. So, um, two and a half years in, I moved over to a place called Sola Salon Suites and opened my first studio Hmm. and it's just me. I work by myself. Oh yeah. No one else. No one else, but there's other people around me doing the same thing. So like there's buzz and camaraderie and like I have friends at work, but in my studio, it's just me. Okay. But sometimes people will open like a double or a triple and they'll have two or three people Mm -hmm. working in there. Yeah. Um, and then last August, I moved my studio over to Indie Salon Suites closer to like okay. McGuckin's area. And okay, so kind buff. of by, okay, right right in there. That's We're attached at. to the Marriott Hotel, yeah. Oh, like if I go in the Marriott, I find I'm you? I'm like right to the right of the Marriott. Like don't go in the Marriott. Don't go in the Marriott. Okay. It's You'll a nice Marriott, lost, though. Yeah. It's a good Marriott. So yeah, that was a little bit of an upgrade of space for me. It's really beautiful. They take really great care of the space, and I feel like I've found my spot for a while. Yeah. And you started this when on your own? Um, October will be seven years. Seven years. Which sounds crazy when yeah. I say it. I still feel like I just moved here, but really, it's almost been ten years. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> isn't that crazy? When it really like, oh, is. Wow, it's been like ten How years. How long have you been out here? Almost two. So you moved here during the pandemic? Yeah. Oh man. End of twenty twenty. Dang. That was an interesting time. It was an interesting time, and it, like, wasn't a good time, obviously, for a lot of people, but it was a good time for a lot of people. It got made a lot of people realize what they were doing they didn't necessarily want to do. Mm-hmm. They didn't necessarily want to live where they were living. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot totally. of people I know, like, up and left. Because you could. Nobody you could. had to go into work, and everybody, everybody was, was working remotely. All these companies, yeah, like, they're still remote. Like, so many people are like, I can literally work anywhere I want. Unless you're a hairdresser. Unless you're a hairdresser. You can't We, we were on the front lines. We were the first ones to go back with people. It was like. Oh, yeah? How yeah, was that? I mean, nobody was going to work. And no. that's the only way for us to go to, to have a job mm-hmm. is to, like, show up and touch people. Touch people. <laughs> like, <laughs> other than a doctor, we were probably the only ones out there touching people during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like, what was that whole thing like? Oh man, it was a, it was a mess stressful. for a while. Yeah, we got shut down for eight weeks, so no job for two months. Like, isn't that crazy to think back to that time of? It really is. I've never not worked in my life other than yeah. a week or two vacation uh-huh. here or there. So this was very bizarre. Um, I did a lot of laps at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. I did not like just walked around Home just Depot. Walked around Home Depot. I needed some kind of task. Just, then then I decided to resod my front yard. Okay. I thought that would be a good idea. And oh boy, it was kind of just like find whatever you can do yeah. that wasn't binge watching Netflix. Exactly, and I don't watch a lot of TV, so yeah. like that wasn't it for me. Uh-huh. Did one puzzle. Um, me How and CJ pieces? hiked a lot. We would hike almost every day. That's okay. probably what kept my sanity. How many pieces was the puzzle? Um, I don't remember, but it was in the thousands. Oh okay. Yeah. Puzzles are fun. They're a little frustrating sometimes. Really frustrating. I like it when people start them and I can come in. Fill them in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you start like making the outline and then work your way in? I've done one. Is that how you do it? And it was because of COVID. I've done one puzzle ever. Yeah. (laughs) Do you play board games? Um, Like Hungry Hungry Hippos? Not as, I don't really as an adult, no. No? I did as a kid. Like you play cards? Some, I like really want to get good at playing cards, but I don't know a lot about how to play cards. Yeah. um, But maybe I'll learn. Maybe. yeah. Yeah. So then you're closed for eight weeks, like completely oh, closed. Completely closed, but I. Sorry, I get off topic. That's all okay. The time. I was running a side hustle in my dining room. I packed up my entire studio in the back of my CRV, and moved it into my dining room. So you're cutting hair in the dining room. Yep. That's a great idea. You know, like more than half my clients, did you know, were like staying in and like not going out, but there was like a good amount of people that were like, yeah, yeah, like cut my hair. I need yeah. my roots done. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. It was probably legal. <laughs> totally. Well, none of that stuff was actually like a law, but it was... Kind of. It was pretty illegal, but like the way we would talk about it now is like people found what they were comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know, there's maybe people that listen to this that might disagree with the fact that I did that in my dining room, but <laughs> whatever. It whatever. Kept me kept me afloat. It helped manage it the shit show of my schedule that was falling apart as a hairdresser. Um, and then 
eventually they let us reopen yeah. with like regulations on how many people you could have in a space at a time. and Which doesn't really affect you, right? Because it's just it you. It did because I normally double book. I always have two people in my space at one time. How do you do that? So like I'll put a color on someone and then while their color's sitting, I'll put uh, another color on uh, or I'll cut someone's hair. Okay. So it was like half of my income that I was used to. Okay. And I don't sit very well. So like having one you don't client. Sit still. You mean? Yeah, like I like to stay busy and like gotcha. keep moving. Yeah. So yeah, that, it was weird. Like I found myself just on my cell phone a lot, which I did not like. Mm, so I started yeah. bringing an activity bag to work with like activity Sudoku bag. puzzles and books yeah. snacks. and sna- always snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of snacks. Always snacks. Always snacks. But yeah, eventually things slowly started going back to normal. But we were, other than the eight weeks, like up and running and working mm-hmm. the whole time. Like we never really experienced the whole remote thing. Mm-hmm. So, because you can't do that, right? Nope. There is no robot for no. us yet. That's a cool job though, because it's it's always in demand. It's always in demand. It's never going to be automated. I don't think. Maybe they're they're trying. Are they different really? Thi- not like automated, but you know, people formulating hair color for you online and then mm. putting it on yourself, which never really goes that great. No. But they keep trying, yeah. What do you do? Just rub it in your hair and then it's blue or whatever color you want? A little more technique than that, but okay. yeah, I mean. Massage it into your scalp, <laughs> into your head? It's a meticulous process. But what does that word mean? Like, my, my tension to detail. My vocabulary is not very big. Like tiny little sections that you're supposed okay. to paint on. and Like tedious. Tedious, yeah. There you go. Especially hair cutting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do like, do you cut guys and girls hair? Yeah, I love cutting guys' hair. Yeah. I like when they come in, they kind of mix up my day a little bit. Because you you do have more women than guys? Yeah, can. definitely. I probably have like 30% male clientele. Okay. The rest ladies. I would come visit you, but I don't really have any hair. That's all right. <laughs> I like the no hat look you were rocking. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I know. I need to get back to that. But I'm probably, I'm probably going to shave my head completely. Let's have a, sh- a shaving your head party. Okay. What would we do? drink beer shave my head and drink Play beer. cornhole that's the, yeah know. you got me there that's Let's that's all it. i need to hear <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then coming out of the pandemic like did things pick up pretty like, my business again? stayed pretty in line i mean a lot of people struggled um and it also depended what kind of clientele you had like if you had a lot of elderly people okay they were probably not coming back as fast that's a little scarier for them but yeah. um my business <clears throat> stayed pretty steady in the grand scheme of what a lot of people dealt with so I felt lucky yeah that's good yeah yeah and then you mentioned photography earlier what was that like what were you doing there I've always loved photography just looking at it doing it um and back in Florida I started a small photography business of like portraiture families new babies if someone needed headshots um a little bit of surfing I got a couple small things published in some of the surf magazines um, and then moving out to Colorado, it turned a little more landscapey because yeah. we have a lot of that out here, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did that for like seven years and it was really fun. I loved it, but it started to, I don't know. It just changed for me towards the end. Yeah. Photography has gotten different with like social media and filters and people's expectations. It's no longer like gotcha. snap this candid moment of me and my family. It's like making this very like fake situation and like make yeah. my face look like it doesn't and that kind of stuff started to bother yeah, me I so I, I never really thought about that a lot of pressure started coming along with photography and it was taking the fun out of it for me so just because people tried to make it too perfect yeah like in a weird way mm-hmm. not just like I used to have a lot of fun taking pictures for people and hmm. I think like the internet and social media has just changed photos for people is really what it's come down to people's expectations of what they want to see yeah because like everything they're finding on like pinterest and instagram is like half fake yeah (laughs) and and photoshopped and filtered and like that's what they want their family photo to be now it's crazy yeah because it like messes with your head too yeah like the social media thing you see everything's perfect all the time all the time and that's just wild yeah so i still take a lot of pictures but i do it more for myself i don't do it as a job anymore yeah it was hard to like pull away from my website's still up Mm because like just in case yeah i go back to it but um, did you like did you ever do where you like develop the pictures like in the dark room and like yeah i took film photography back in florida it was really fun Mm -hmm. i loved doing that i wish that was still a thing 
but to even find a dark room anymore is almost impossible. Yeah, I took that class in high school. Yeah. It was pretty fun, actually. Like, to, the whole process of it was cool. And I always messed it I up. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it was Doing fun. Doing film photography was really fun. Yeah. It's not, like, it's kind of pointless to do if you're not developing your own film. Like, I okay. have a couple film cameras still, but mm-hmm. if I can't develop it, it's like... Mm. What's the point? Yeah. You can take like such an amazing digital photo at this mm-hmm. point. I just think all that stuff is so cool. Like whether it's pictures or art or like writing or music, like just the arts are like, they have such an appreciation for people oh. who do that and create things, you know? Yeah. I get that. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of music, you said you like, you're a music, you love music. What I kind of music, music do you like? I love all music. All music. I wouldn't yeah. say that. That's a, that's a very broad I can find appreciation for most things. I don't love a lot of the pop music now, but okay. outside of that, you know, gangster rap, folk, gangster rap. country, like you name it, like I'll find. Just whatever. Yeah. I kind of yeah. like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like old school rap's a lot better than new rap, I think. Yeah. It's, there's, it's far and few between now. Mm-hmm. Gone, gone are the Biggie Smalls of this yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. It's and the Jay-Z's. Jay-Z, I think he's still around. Kind of. Nobody knew though. Nobody. Nobody knew makes music like them though. Yeah. Okay. It's all a bunch of gibberish that you can't really understand. Yeah, that's that's fair. Who are like your favorite groups through the years? Oh man, I'm a big fan of Nathaniel Rateliff. Love him. Yeah. Um, I was just introduced to him. Really? Yeah. Like. Well, he, Lindsay really likes him. Oh, introduced like to his music. Yeah, and, uh, he's got a great voice. Yeah, he is amazing live. Yeah. Really, really yeah. good live. Did you go see him at Red Rocks? I saw him at the small amphitheater in Vail, okay. which was That's super cool. fun. And then I saw him a second time at Mission Ballroom okay. this past winter and probably got COVID there, but it was mm-hmm. worth it. Who else you got? Uh, let's see. Love Stevie Nicks. It's oldie okay. but goodie. Yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood um, Mac's good. I do like a lot of rap and hip hop. Like yeah. That's one of my favorite genres. Like Tupac? Yeah, Tupac, Dr. Nas, Dre, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, you name it. I love it. I like it. It's my favorite music to work out to also. 50 Cent? Just rap. Really? Yeah. Huh. Do you like it really like, gets me pumped up. Do you up. like like classic rock music? <laughs> Some classic rock. Like yeah. I don't like the stuff that drones on for too long. Well, that's the thing about music too is like But I like good vocals spans, and yeah. You know, like Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Like, half their songs could be two minutes shorter. Yeah. There was also, like, a lot of drugs happening with those bands. Yeah. So I feel like they could just go on and on and on, and people were just, this yeah. is great. It's a wild time. <laughs> you just think about doing that, and then they would get on stage and put on a show. It's like, how did you do that? I have no idea. That's way above my head. But <laughs> and I like old stuff with Johnny Cash. I love Johnny Cash. Yeah. Old country. Um, yeah, I, I really... What's the... If, I love like, jazz too. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Love music. Like some a forgotten good jazz. jazz is like a forgotten. Billy Holiday. Genre. There's some good jazz clubs down in Denver. Oh really? Yeah. Nocturne oh. is a good one. Forgetting the name of this other one, but I love going to see jazz music. Yeah. What's the best concert you've ever been to? The Nathaniel Rateliff show is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see the Lumineers when they were not like they were right on the verge of being really popular. And I saw him at Red Rocks, and it was incredible. And I mm. accidentally won a photo contest while I was there. Accidentally? Yeah, I like took this great photo of them, and it was some anniversary for Red Rocks. And there was all these signs that were saying to like hashtag your photos mm. with whatever Red Rocks. So I threw the hashtag on there, mm-hmm. not realizing that that was actually your entry to uh, this photo contest. Yeah. And I got a message from Red Rocks like a week later that my photo won. That you won? That's yeah. cool. I thought it was spam, but yeah. it was real. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like Jimmy Buffett? Mm, medium. Oh. Okay. I could hang. I Whatever. don't know if I'd like go out of my way Yeah. to see him, but. He's awesome, though. Yeah, I could get down with some Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. He's got some good vibes. It's all about the vibes with the music. Yeah, totally. Um, let's go back to CrossFit. How did you first get into it? How are you introduced? How did I get into CrossFit? Um... Hmm, let's see. There was there was a few things going on for me when I found CrossFit, and I wasn't actually searching for CrossFit, but okay. um, I had started having this like really intense curiosity about building muscle on the body, like okay. physical muscle. Yep. I've always been active my whole life, you know, in shape, in shape, but like never yeah. really seeing a change in like my body composition or. I'd see 
women specifically with like really toned muscle on their body. And I was always like, how do they do that? Like, mm-hmm. this seems so cool. Um, so I was actually on the search for a trainer. I just wanted a trainer mm-hmm. and a friend of mine had recommended roots as a place to find a good trainer. So when I initially went in, it was to just find someone to train with. And then I would go into the gym by myself and like work out with the things that they taught me. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I got in there, well, I was a little intimidated at first cause I, went, well, I was with Connor McDonald. I landed with a dude and I think in my mind <laughs> I had envisioned working out with a woman. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh my God, this is very nerve wracking for me. Like I almost left. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. But I stayed and, Stuck it out, and he ended up being great and really good coach. Never yeah. made me feel stupid. This was very outside of the realm of how I was used to exercising. So, yeah. like, very, very new. Uh-huh. And every time I'd go in there for a session, I would see a class going on. And, I mean, it looked fun. I mean, it looked a little scary for me, but yeah. it just looked like a great community, and everybody was in such great shape and having a good time. So, eventually, I just decided to drop into a class after my fundamentals and it stuck and that was it yeah yeah so so it was it was all you there wasn't someone who was like hey you should do this or you should try this no yeah I was I was on a search for well okay back backpedal backtrack backtrack um this is more personal side of things but I'm also an advocate of openly talking about things like this so hopefully that's okay on your podcast that's fine whatever you want to say um back in 2019 I had the very unfortunate experience of starting to have like really intense anxiety and panic attacks okay all the time every day all day it became pretty debilitating um and it was a it was a long road figuring out how to manage that and what things would make it better what things would make it worse and one of the things that you know, really stood out was exercise. That was like a, mm-hmm. a golden ticket. Yep. I would always pull me out of a bad space. And, um, I was a yogi for 10 years and sitting in silence on a mat with my own thoughts while having panic attacks, just like was wasn't getting good. the job done yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really searching for a different form of exercise, a community, um, while also having this curiosity about, you know, building muscle on bone and how important that is as you get older. Um, yep. So it's kind of the combination of those two things drew me into this search for something new. Um, so initially started looking for a trainer, but then kind of saw how fun CrossFit looked and it clicked pretty fast for me. Yeah. I never thought I'd be a CrossFitter. Ever. No, no. Like what you I was like the it? big judgmental person. Like, oh yeah. Just thinking you're only flipping tires and you know, hurting yourself, doing weird stuff. I know CrossFit people hate hearing that. And I was that person for a little while. All it takes is like we were talking about earlier, kind of like social media, like the, yeah, the the clip or the YouTube video. Yeah. It's like, or you end up at the wrong gym, you know, without good coaches like roots and and (laughs) I've dropped into gyms where it's not like roots and (laughs) you very easily could hurt yourself. But, um, Yeah, so I feel really grateful for finding CrossFit. It's yeah. like a big part of my life now. I'm not mm-hmm. like some amazing athlete, but it really did kind of change my life. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. What what kind of stuff do you like to do in the gym, and what kind of stuff do you not like to do? <laughs> um, let's see. I secretly love the assault bike and wall balls. Okay, secretly, <laughs> secretly, not so secretly anymore. <laughs> what do I not like? Um, there really isn't much I don't like. It's just like if I'm not good at it yet. So okay. like the gymnastics portion, I'm still a little scared of. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever like do a bar muscle up. Like, who okay. knows? I mean, I'm always working towards it, doing the scales. But uh-huh. um, I really like the weightlifting portion. Okay. I love squatting and cleans and like having weight on that barbell is really fun for me. Yeah. And you had like a hip injury you're coming out of? Back. Back. I should have known that. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I was only scaled for like 10 months, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> I was close, though. Yeah. It's right around there. Yeah, that was not fun, but I learned a lot from it, and I'm on the other side of it, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As the neighbors know, it's all good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like what. Like, what kind of impact has it had on you? I mean, you talked about all the anxiety stuff. But CrossFit? Like, yeah. Um, so, 
CrossFit, as you know, is like a huge exertion of energy when you're working out. Mm -hmm. And that feels great when you're trying to Mm -hmm. manage something like anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's hard for people to understand if they've never experienced it or lived with someone that's had it. Well, if you live with someone who's had, or no, sorry, you're talking about anxiety. I was talking about someone who does CrossFit. I'm like oh. you never hear the end of it then. Well, that too. <laughs> that was Danny for the first year. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Um, so just like the form of exercise, it's like yeah. a real burst of energy. It's great for so many different mm-hmm. things. And it's such a good community. Like I could be having a bad day or like really not feeling great and go into a CrossFit class and it just mm-hmm. completely reboots me. Yeah. It's therapeutic in a sense where it's like, you don't have to go sit in a dark room and be alone with your thoughts, but like you do it and you always, I always feel better. I always feel time. better. Even if the like, workout doesn't go good. Oh, yeah, like, exactly. It's hard, like on days when I don't start my day with CrossFit cause you know, rest days are needed. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it's not the same jump start to my day. Yeah. So uh-huh. it's definitely really, different. Mm-hmm. Neeb said it really well. Like, it's five hours a week of your life. Yeah. Like, just for like exponential growth and totally. just for your, it's the best investment you could make for your health. Yeah. Probably. And just all the things you learn in CrossFit and how, like, I've always put a lot of importance on like good diet, but how mm. they link everything together with diet and exercise and just like, really encouraging longevity for people, which Mm -hmm. for someone like myself, you know, like hit my thirties, felt like my body was falling apart. My job had really caught up to me. I was in a lot of chronic pain all the time and it freaked me out for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm like, is this it? Like I'm 31 years old and this is not fun. Yeah. Um, And something like CrossFit is all about, you know, functional movements and Mm -hmm. longevity and staying strong and Mm -hmm. how important it is to have muscle when you're older and, Mm -hmm you know, not just shrink away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not just whittle, yeah, wither <laughs> away to nothing. Yeah. And if you like start those habits a lot earlier, it's a lot easier than yeah. trying to catch up when you're older. Yeah, for sure. So now I'm 36 and I feel a lot better than I did when I was 31. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Is it something you see yourself doing for the rest of your life? I do. Um, yeah. I'd like to work yoga more back into my life. I okay. think it's a great compliment to CrossFit, mm-hmm. but right now I just... I dedicate all my time to CrossFit, so I haven't found yeah. really a balance for that yet, but I think the two together are great mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I used to do some yoga too, and it was like, it was awesome. Hot yoga? Do you ever yeah. do hot yoga? That's what I did, yep. yeah. Hot yoga. great. It's very sweaty, but yeah. it's good. Good detox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a good detox. <laughs> um, and then you mentioned you do a lot of volunteer work, mostly with kids, right? Yeah. And then you foster some dogs. <laughs> what what yep. drives that? Which one? Let's start with the kids. Okay. Um, I don't know. I've always just kind of, I feel like children don't have control over the situations that they're in. Like mm. a, as adults, we can choose different things yeah, and part, yeah. control our environment and kids can't. So I've always just had a soft spot for children in like less fortunate situations and um, volunteering is, it's fun. It makes you feel good. Yeah. I've found some really good organizations over the years that really give back to the community a ton. And when I first moved out here, I got linked up with Denver kids, which is an organization that works with, um, lower income families. Some kids don't have their parents around. They're living with grandparents or whomever. Um, and you get linked up like a mentor and the goal is to like get them through middle school high school Hmm. get them graduated some of these kids are like the first to graduate in their family high school first kids to go to college yeah that's kind of amazing yeah so i got linked up with a girl um when she was in let's see um what does middle school go up to how old you are like sixth grade or where does high school start Ninth grade. Ninth grade. So yeah, I met 14, her in sixth 15. grade. Okay. Yeah. And we stayed linked up all the way until she graduated. And wow. her mom was in prison. Her dad had died. Um, she lived with a really poor family down in Denver and everything was That's against crazy. her, you know, like yeah. all her cousins and siblings had gotten pregnant and just wow. didn't work, didn't graduate any type of schooling. And she was super smart and really motivated and graduated high school, got a scholarship, mm-hmm. started college. It was a really fun experience getting yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and then Danny and I will sometimes go down and cook for Denver Children's Home. Okay. Yeah, I'm, a, cool. I'm a foodie, so yeah, okay. my love language is food. You cook a lot? I cook a lot, yeah. yep. Um, and that's like a, they don't use the term orphanage anymore, but it is, that's basically what it is. There's mm. 30, 35 kids living there coming from all different oh, yeah. situations of trauma. And um, if a group or a family doesn't come in to cook, you know, yeah. they have pre-done meals, which is fine. You know, food is food. But mm-hmm. when they can get something a little better, I, I think yeah. that's great. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's always crazy when you come from a place or what you know is like, yeah, you're going to graduate high school. Like, it's just a given. Yeah, it's just a thing. Like, why like, wouldn't you? What do you mean? I'm not going to graduate, you know, high school. Yeah. It's just. And poverty, unfortunately, just keeps kids in that cycle. It's a very hard mm-hmm. cycle to break. So yeah. it really does take organizations like this willing to step up and mm-hmm. pull them out of it and yeah. break the chain mm-hmm. and then you also foster dogs yes lots of doggies why do you just really <laughs> like dogs there um so when danny and i got our first dog together sunny she was a rescue and she was like an hour away from being euthanized we ended up finding out and she mm-hmm. made it on this transport truck just in time to get up to colorado and she's oh, wonderful wow. and after that, we were like, man, like there's so many dogs like this. Let's let's help foster these dogs mm-hmm. to get them good families. So we got involved with an organization called Circle Two. Um, this lovely woman, Wanda, runs this dog rescue on her own. And she's got fosters all over the state and a couple neighboring states. And, you know, dogs come up from Texas, New Mexico, Kansas all the time. And mm. we foster for her and get them an adoptive home and get them spayed or neutered and healthy life hmm. so that's cool yeah loki our second dog was a foster fail we were fostering him foster and fail. decided to keep him <laughs> that's this one right here that's loki who's at the you podcast just liked, today you just liked him so much that you just kept him yeah him, him and sunny had a pretty he's gonna get tangled up pretty good oh, relationship sorry. too so thanks we just decided he was a keeper yeah <laughs> nice and like, is that something you're just going to keep doing? Just keep fostering dogs? And Yeah, we've taken breaks at times. Okay. Um, if we're traveling or, you know, just have our own things going on in life. But mm-hmm. we usually do at least a handful a year. Oh, really? Yep. How long do they come? Is it different for each one? Yeah, I mean, most of our dogs get adopted out pretty quick. We'll have them anywhere from a day to a week or two. Okay. We're pretty proactive on yeah. advertising them and getting them out in public and... Uh-huh posting about them and oh, wow. all kinds of things. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you said something to me in your email about yourself that you don't like buying cars, couches, and sweaters, <laughs> but you love <laughs> buying good cheese, wine, and CrossFit cheese. Why cars, couches, and sweaters? Car shopping sucks. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just want the car to get me from point A to point B. Okay. I don't need you don't all really this fancy about, stuff. Yeah. No. You're not a car person. I'd love to drive around in a Mercedes. I don't want to pay for one. Okay. So, like, it's just fair. not going to happen. It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Couches, so expensive. And, like, yeah. I rarely find one that I like. I just, I don't like shopping for couches. And I feel like I've never had a good experience with a new couch. It's always, like, an old couch or, like, something where it's like, oh, this couch is awesome. Yeah. You know? Totally. But you go and buy, like, a really expensive new couch. And, like, this is not actually very comfortable. And sweaters means it's cold out, and I don't like that. So. Me either. Cold oh. weather sucks. Yeah. I'd, I'd buy good cheese over a sweater any day. Good cheese and wine? Does cheese go with wine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you know what cheese goes with wine? Good. You kind of <laughs> just figure it out. Just yeah. taste it. Yeah. Yeah. And then CrossFit shoes. <laughs> you know, I had to throw that in there. <laughs> what are your favorite, what's your favorite, like, brand of CrossFit shoes? I'm a Reebok girl. I like okay. Reeboks, the Nanos. Eat more than like Nikes or yeah, I tried well, a Metcon. I don't want to say Noble. I've never had a pair of Nobles. No, I don't get any. Yeah. They're <laughs> they're not great. <laughs> I like Reeboks. I like the older ones. I'm not loving the newer ones they're coming out with. So we'll see. Like the Nano Twos were like the best shoes ever. Do you have any of those? Super old. Well, super the two old. pairs that I have are my favorite ones. Mm. And then I bought a pair of the newer ones, the bright orange ones that make me look like a highlighter. No, oh, I don't know if I've ever. It's like those. the latest version oh, yeah. that's out and yeah. they're not my favorite yeah i don't like them as much uh-huh. as the ones before that yeah gotcha yeah so do you see yourself in the haircutting business forever oh, the million dollar question i don't like that question either <laughs> someone asked me that i'd get i'd get angry it doesn't make me angry it just like it freaks me out a little i think about it a lot because um 
my job definitely has a time stamp on it. It's very taxing physically. I've been doing it since I was 14, so my like expiration date's probably gonna come up sooner than most. But because oh, you've been doing it for like yeah, since you were 14. Totally. You know, it, it's come with its set of issues already. So I'm gonna have to figure out a different direction. I don't. I don't know what that's oh, gonna yeah. be. No idea. Not really. Danny and I talk about it a lot, but yeah, this is like my identity. I, I love my hair. job. Yeah, I really love it. Yeah. It's hard to picture doing anything else. Can't do it sitting down. Or not lifting your arm. Or, or not lifting yeah. your arms. I don't want to like, I want to be able to leave this industry like feeling good still. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like, you know, like be still doing hair at 65 years old. Yeah, like I probably oh, really? would want to yeah. transition into something else before uh-huh. that. So. Do people do it like for that long? Oh, yeah. Their whole I, life? When I started at Sola, there was like a couple of stylists that were in their 70s. Oh, geez. Like That's I don't want to, I don't want to be doing that. That's too no. much. Yeah. No. Yeah. Gotcha. Besides that, what else does the future hold? What else does the future hold? Well. Going to be here for a while? Yeah. I, I, I love Colorado. Um, me and Danny are both established as business owners here, so that would be kind of hard to pick up and leave. Mm-hmm. I've moved my business many times, and it's a hard thing to start over. So yeah. I see myself staying in Colorado for a good amount of time. Mm. Never say never. I mean. Yeah, I do miss the true. ocean. Like I love it out here, but mm. I still sometimes think about living near the water again. Yeah, maybe the ocean's one day. cool. Back to Florida? Mm, not necessarily. Maybe. I mean, South Carolina, maybe mm, Florida, okay. something like that. Yeah. Bali, just really Bali, go off the yeah. map. <laughs> go back <laughs> to my favorite awesome. place. <laughs> Is that your favorite place? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah lots of travel. Yeah. Where do you guys just all over? Like all over the world or all over the country? Both. A lot of world travel. We love Southeast Asia and Indonesia. Oh, um, wow. Okay. I don't know. I think traveling is one of the most fulfilling things. I love seeing other cultures and yeah. getting out of America and just like seeing what else seeing is out there. other people. How people and, live. Yeah. And it's really fun. Yeah. We love traveling. Yeah. So we the coolest thing you can do if you can do it. Yeah. Just freaking go do it. Exactly. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Sweet. All right, Tina. You got anything else? I don't think so. It's fun chatting with you. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for taking the time on this Sunday. And yeah, thanks for doing this. Awesome. See you, Connor. See ya.